What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome into the CHGO Bulls Podcast. Happy Tuesday here in our West Loop Studios. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Hello. Joined by my guys, Big Day. Bow! BAWL Sports and Will the Goat. Golly, Will underscore Golly. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. We got Sarah on the controls today. Another W for CHGO softball yesterday, Sarah. Way to go. Way to go. Thank you. Thank you. Team's working hard. Will did great, too. There it is. Yeah. Will's going to be an all-star this year. I don't oh, know if you know. unquestionably. He's going to be an all-star. Well, really not having a great year, I want to be honest with you guys. But <laughs> I'm showing up, man. I'm trying. You're showing up. Right. That's what got me an all-star Availability. It's my whole point right here. <laughs> best ability is availability. Yeah, all the time. Except for our team is pretty stacked right now. Yeah. I'm like, legitimately oh, the worst player. I'm not needed. No, Will, I'm the worst player. <laughs> I struck out. No, you said I, you made uh, some plays last I night. I did. I did. Of really but nice plays last night. Will didn't make any I'm plays. I'm not a great batter. I made zero plays. Mm. Yeah, I'm not a great batter. But no, when you're in the outfield, you do great. I just, I'm not good at batting. I can't get it past the bases. Mm-hmm. But if someone like fumbles the ball, then I'll get on base and we're good. You had a great play at second base yesterday. Thank you. I was shocked as well. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I made, made an out. Pickup, beat, had the force out at second. Nice play on her legs. Very Javi Baez-esque. Damn. Okay. Wow. That's, that's high praise. Yeah. <laughs> very high. That's very high praise. My goat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we got some fun stuff to talk about today. We are one day closer to NBA free agency opening this Friday, 5 p.m. Central Time. What will the Bulls do? Lots of juicy stuff flying around NBA rumor mills and news outlets, including the latest tidbit on one former Bulls MVP, Derrick Rose. Uh, news from the Knicks uh, officially declining a player option on uh, the team option on Derrick Rose, making him a free agent. Mark Stein had some words on that. We'll talk about that. And then we'll, uh, on the back end of today's show, touch on some interesting developments uh, around the league as far as Vooch and his value on the free agent market and also uh, what's being said about him here locally and the likelihood of a new Vooch deal happening with the Bulls. All that ahead today. Let's dive right in. Hit that thumb. If you're hanging out with us on YouTube, shout out. I see already people chiming in, yeses and nos as far as whether or not you want to see the Bulls bring Derrick Rose back this season. So let's start about it. Uh, It was reported by Steve Popper of New Day Sports on Saturday that the Knicks will not exercise the option on Derrick Rose's contract. Rose was beloved by Tibbs in the organization, had a diminished role on the court, but was a pro throughout his benching, a voice in the locker room, uh, and this will give him a chance to explore available opportunities. Uh, Popper had a follow-up tweet saying, this does not close the door on a Rose return. He could come back on a veteran minimum deal with the Knicks, but with Brunson, Quickly, and McBride, he likely has a better opportunity with some other contenders who need a point guard. Guys, you know who needs a point guard? Doubles. <laughs> this guy, this team right here, these ones, they need a point guard. Then, after that Papa report saying the Knicks declined the option, Mark Stein on his Monday morning Substack said this. Phoenix, Milwaukee, and Chicago have all quickly been cited as teams expected to have a level of interest in former MVP Derrick Rose. After the Knicks declined to pick up their 15.6 million team option on Rose for next season, the Knicks are likewise expected to ask Rose for a return at a lower number if he does not sign 
elsewhere. So those two reports coincide. Initial thoughts on this gentleman. I know we had recently touched on just the general concept of D-Rose and the homecoming finally happening this year because the Knicks were likely to decline. That has now officially happened. He is a free agent. Free agency starts Friday. Should the Bulls call Derrick Rose? I do want to start by saying that I'm literally texting Stein right now because... Stein! Because Flex. He's, he's getting pissed that it's it's windy aggregator season. Now, why would they do that, right? And so he's saying, make sure that you tell everybody there is, he said, level of interest, not there is going to be a re-signing, not that the Bulls want him to come back, not that Rose wants to come back. There is a level of interest. Look at that. Clarification. From people. the horse's mouth. Literally from the so horse's mouth. So there's no uh, incorrect aggregating going on here. Mm. Yes, it's aggregator season. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just texting now, Mark Stein. No big deal. That? Such a flex. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think, Dave? Um, well, he's not going to Phoenix. Uh, I know that. Why not? Every team he's go has been on has not been too far away from Chicago. Save so, the Knicks. I mean, the only the first time that he was with the Knicks, he went AWOL. Yeah. To and come the home. only reason he came back is because Tibbs is there. Yeah. So he's a Midwest guy. He's a Midwest dude, man. Cleveland, Cavs, Timberwolves, Minnesota, Detroit, Detroit. The departure of CP3 though, kind of like, could he they use Derrick Rose fifteen minutes on that Phoenix minutes, team? Yes, he didn't you know, get on the plane. They've got KD, they've got Booker, they've got Beal, but they they still yeah. theoretically need a point guard there they because do. guess who is their only point guard on their roster right now? Mm -hmm. Because it's Cameron freaking Payne. Yeah, it is. And shout out to y'all for having him uh, and us now. Bye. But I I don't I don't think he's leaving. The Midwest. I haven't seen him do it. Uh, the only time I saw him do it is when his coach was in New York. That's the only reason he was over there. So, and the other reason was because he got traded there, so he had no choice in the matter. But yeah, if he's gonna have a choice in the matter, I just don't see him leaving the Midwest. Why would you choose Detroit? <laughs> like you know, if you try to do it, why would you do that? But I don't. I don't see him going. So Milwaukee, I think, is in play. Uh, of course, I think Chicago is is definitely in play. Um, it's just putting a bow on his career if he feels like his career is over. I don't, I don't know if anybody has spoken to him or you guys have heard anything about how he feels about still playing or anything like that, but it feels like he's right on the end of his career and this could be his final year. And, of course, Chicago is a better look for that if you're in your final year and you're beloved here. Like I just saw Mike Hughes say signing Rose would be his championship. Yeah. So – it, it just means something to fans. A lot of Bulls fans feel that way. Yeah, it just means a lot to fans that Derrick Rose being here. So, but if he is, is, do you want the love or do you want to go for the championship? So he can come here and get that love or he can go to Milwaukee and definitely be in contention to go to an NBA Yeah, finals. I want him to go actually have a place where he can not only compete for a championship, but actually like have a role. And obviously, like if he were to come to the Bulls, there's minutes at the point guard position. But like the Suns have three guys four guys they need help and i feel like Derek could give them some actual meaningful help mm -hmm. bucks i think are another good example um maybe like the celtics want you know a, a point guard to replace some of the minutes and usage that marcus smart had i just want him to like actually be able to compete for mm -hmm. a championship because yeah, i feel like yeah. that's what his career arc kind of needs at this point. And yeah. it was unlikely that he was going to get that making $15 million with the Pistons or with the Knicks or whatever. I mean, I guess the Knicks had a good season, but he obviously lost his spot in the rotation. But now that he is where he is, like mid-30s, clearly 
you know, not going to be playing 36 minutes a night and mm-hmm. playing his best basketball. Like, take take a smaller deal. Go play with the team that you could actually win with and get that – get to the mountaintop. Like, he – I want him to have that. Like, he could do that. Yeah. And he could do that still in Milwaukee. Like, he could sure. play the drive. I'm just saying I don't think it's well. going to be Chicago. Yeah, I don't think that either. But it could – he could play the Dragons role right there in Milwaukee. Uh, just be on the bench, you know, as a leader, you know, helping those young guys out. Like, he's beloved, like, throughout the league. He really is. So he has to pick up the litter wherever he wants to go. But it just doesn't feel – I'm just going off of what I've seen him do in these teams that he's been on. It just doesn't feel like he wants to leave that far away uh, from Chicago. Uh, plenty of people chiming in in the comments. Larry saying, not a need, but something done right by the franchise. Uh, DeMond saying, still not going to make this team more sufferable. (laughs) (laughs) Joel Hernandez saying, it's a tradition. We bring back our players after their prime. It's time, guys. Hmm. You're not wrong there. That's the other thing. Like, the way that fans turned on Derek, Chicago fans turned on Derek by the end of his time here. Yeah. Like, I know that every time he comes back now, it's like this celebration of, you know, Rose still playing and his return and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I just don't want the expectations to be too high. He's 35. Like, he's 35. what if he's not able to deliver? Yeah. And then an old dog. People get like mad at him again. I'm just like, I'm not ready for that. Yeah. yeah. Be- people seem to forget the level of aggression and anger and hate that a lot of the fan base had when they turned on Derek when he just kept getting injured and couldn't play. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was unpleasant. <laughs> and, and there were those of us who were sitting there defending Derek, saying if he's hurt, he's hurt. You know, take him at his word. Yeah. Why? Like, why are we calling him soft or or this or that? Like, and you have to imagine that Derek heard some of that. Sure. And Derek's feelings were probably hurt by some of that because the city immediately embraced him, Chicago's native son, leading the Bulls back to relevancy and high level competition playoff run after playoff run an MVP youngest in league history mm-hmm. injury happens another injury happens and man how quickly people turned on him yeah it's true and but the one good thing about Chicago is if you play here you're, you're going to be loved here and things will be forgotten when you come back here uh, that Jimmy Butler is another example of that like it was like he wasn't super beloved when he was here either like there were a lot of those stories about him being a diva you know and all those things like there was uh, definitely a section of non-Jimmy fans. But now when Jimmy Butler comes back to Chicago, anytime he comes back, it's love. You know, mm-hmm. every time Jimmy Butler comes back. So that's just how it is for all Chicago Bulls players. They go through their shit when they're here for sure. But Bulls fans forget all that and be just be like, hey, I remember you when the Bulls were actually doing stuff that we really enjoy. Thank you for being here for that. But I think that's the difference between somebody coming back to visit and somebody being here on the team. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's like, I'm a little skittish about it because I think like we looked at the cap sheet yesterday. If the goal is to bring everybody back and that's, I mean, what AK has said, he wants to bring back Vooch. He wants to extend IO and Kobe qualifying offers. You've got like three roster spots to fill and they're all going to be vet minimum. If you use one of those spots on Patrick Beverly, fine. Like they played better with Patrick Beverly. You can't really argue with that. If he's willing to take the minimum, you probably got to go for it. But then if you're going to use another one of those spots on Rose, like where do those minutes come from? How much does he produce? Do people start to like get frustrated with him again? 
Um, is it just sort of like trying to get fans excited about a team that we know is not very good? I don't know. It just seems like there's there's too much baggage around it. And like to me, I think the perfect scenario would just be for him to sign here for like a retirement one day contract, mm. retire the jersey. They signed Luol to a ten day when he was ready to retire. Yeah. They retire could him just here. do that when Derek decides that he's ready to retire. Mm. Or maybe like his very last season. But even then, I just I don't want it to get. I don't want it to go negative again. Like they're at a point where the feelings are good. Right. People like him. Well, it's just like, and, and that's the thing that I, good point. I've seen a lot of bulls fans talking about as Derek's name has started to swirl back around to bulls, Twitter and, and free agency on the horizon, like uh, a feel good move. Cause like, and like after, after our, our first break, we could talk about like the actual basketball stuff that Derek could provide this Bulls team and whether or not that's a fit and what role that would be starting coming off the bench. But the, the feel good move is a, is a lot less more or is a lot more tolerable when your team is in a good spot. Mm -hmm. Like the Bulls need to add talent to this roster. They need to make fixes and changes, bold changes to this roster. Like Derek Rose as a feel good move as a veteran leader, I saw, I think it was Gio in the comments that he could be a great veteran leader for, for guys like Kobe and Io, and that's not wrong. But do you need that more than you need actual guys helping your basketball team win? And, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to insult Derek right now. I'm just saying, how much can he do that? Yeah, I, I guess we'll find out. Um, I guess I look at it also, and, and I think your point is super valid uh, about players uh, actually being on the team for an entire year and then seeing what that looks like. It's like a fighter coming back mm -hmm. continually and continually. Like, you remember the good times, but then when you see him get in the ring, you're like, oh, shit. Probably should have, like, like probably shouldn't be out, out here top. fighting right now. Right. I love you. Stop hitting him. That's my yeah. guy. I complete, you're completely right on that. I think of Scottie Pippen when he came back here uh, for that one year. It was just, you know, old Scotty walking around, you know, yeah. in his jersey. Like, I, I wasn't expecting anything from him. I don't think it – uh, changed how I felt about him, but I, I, that point is super valid, though. Um, when Derek, when I think of it again, and I've mentioned this man's name again, it's Gorgon Dragic. Like, can he do anything worse or better than what Gorgon Dragic did when he was here? Uh, does that hurt you at all? I don't know. I guess I don't know what it hurts, and I'm sure you'll break it down for me. Um, having him here, because again, I'm just looking like we had that dude here. Like, mm -hmm. what the hell? Like, he was here and he contributed and did something. I I didn't expect anything from him, but can Derek do what Gorgon Dragic can do? I have no idea um, because of his health. We haven't seen Derek, you know, on the floor, so I couldn't really say with any real certainty what he still has left in the tank. I don't know. Um, all I can speak of is what they talk about him in the locker room, how they talk about his leadership. You know, and just the man that he is. Uh, but the player, which I'm sure you'll get into, is something I can't really know because I didn't really see it. Exactly. And that's, I think, where everybody is. Is like, do you want to bring this guy in to be a major contributor? Is this where you're going to, like, is this the basket that you're going to put all your eggs in? Is a guy who, like, fell out of the rotation last year? I'm sure Derek has more left in the tank, and I, I'm sure he could help a team. To me, he helps you more if you're the Bulls, if you trade Damar and Zach. If you're like going full rebuild and you actually need that veteran mentorship where he can actually give you some few minutes, the expectations are not very high and he can, you know, like eat some innings and basically teach whatever young guys mm -hmm. um, are remaining. 
So I think that situation makes more sense. And maybe he does come into the Dragic role. Of course, Dragic got cut. Like, they decided right. they didn't need him. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I don't know. According to Bobby Marks, uh, he might be back. He might be back. He might still be on the team. <laughs> he might still be on the team. Um, so, yeah, I just – I. you guys know me. I'm a worrier. I just don't want – I don't want fans to turn on him again because I think – the, the whole, like, love him, hate him arc is just yeah. like, mm-hmm. let's just um, go out on top. Anthony in the comments uh, saying something here that I think is spot on. Don't you guys feel he would be more of a distraction than helping us? Fans chanting for him, saying he should play more. Yeah. They definitely would be doing that. Especially if the Bulls get off to a rocky start, mm-hmm. which if they run it back is certainly possible. Yeah. Then, oh, Derek should be playing more. Derek should be playing more. And then that goes back to what you were saying, Will, which is reasonable expectations for what they bring Derek here to do, hypothetically speaking, versus what he would be here to actually do and be able to do. And as far as the Bulls bringing back old guys from the good old days Gio in the comments pointed out the Pippen had a chance to come back for one last Bulls showing so why not bring Rose back I say I mean, yeah, if I just you recall about yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was Scotty didn't love that yeah whatever that was that 0304 season mm-hmm. when did, he was wearing headbands and stuff did not enjoy himself he looked done like he was done like it wasn't a great thing um, but it was just like I said watching the fighter that you love get back in the ring at 65 that's what it was like watching scotty like rocky five like i don't want you not even rocky five because he had a shot you know saying in rocky five you're like no scotty like i don't even want you doing that you know um kendall gill was like rocky five he still has something left he still has something left dude kendall will still play Um, right now yeah right (laughs) dude's the most in shape 50 plus year old i've ever seen in my life this is a fact hey kendall miss you buddy this is a fact but yeah man it's such a weird situation and I wish I could say with more certainty about his game but I I can't but it's such a weird situation because I'm like yeah I could see where it could fit I can make arguments honestly for for and against you know and come walk away completely satisfied on either side you know but we'll see we'll see what the Bulls decide to do man and I think as Matt keeps saying his biggest fear is that this is the biggest free agent move if the Bulls make this move and if that's the case then yeah that's a whole another show that y'all might want to tune in like for. you know we talked on last Friday's show after hearing from AK and Eversley late Thursday night after the draft concluded and we were talking on our Friday show like man he sounds awful confident for a guy who's got a shitload of work to do doesn't seem too worried for a guy who's got a shitload of work to do and who has a lot of heat pointed at him from media and fans alike right now. That card up his sleeve cannot just be, hey, we brought Derek back. Y'all happy? Because F that. And that's not an F that directed at Derek. That's an F that directed at management and ownership. We all know how much that would drive me crazy. Because how crazy would it drive you, man? All the way up the freaking wall. That's how far it would drive me crazy. Mm. I don't want this team benefiting financially with butts and seats and merch just, be, just because they can sell Derrick Rose merch again. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. I want a competitive basketball team way more than I want that. So if they were able to put together a competitive, competitive basketball team and bring Derrick Rose back, would that be okay? Well, yeah, sure. In an ideal world, while I'm riding down a rainbow on a unicorn with you know million-dollar bills flying out I of my ears. I didn't say championship team. I said competitive. They can sure. put together competitive. No, but, but that's what I was saying earlier. It's like, okay, what is your list of priorities? Because for me, priorities one, two, three 
three, four, five, six, seven, and eight mm-hmm. do not involve bringing Derrick Rose home for a feel-good reunion. Agreed. It's just a simple question. If they're competitive and put together a competitive team, okay. would you be okay with D-Rose being then here? Then yes, hypothetically speaking, That's it. I would be okay with Derek being here <laughs> if they fixed the broken roster first. Correct. Correct. Um, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> That's for you, Lawrence. <laughs> Let's take our first break, then come back. Uh, a few more thoughts that I wanted to get to on the Derek Rose topic, and then we'll also get to some Vooch thoughts on the back end of today's show. Uh, while we're doing that, hit us with some likes if you feel so inclined. It's real simple. Uh, takes you not even a second and helps us out a lot. Of course, also make sure you are subscribed to the CHGO Sports YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button if you aren't already. Um, Big Dave, what do we got first? Uh, Baby Joey. Baby Joey. Say hey. Say what's, what's up? up? Down in Nashville. Um, Partying. He keeps wondering why people are asking him about this Cutler guy. He has no idea who he is because mm. he's a baby. He has no idea who this guy is. Uh, he wonders what's the big deal. Why do people love and hate this guy so much? Jay Cutler? Yes. Of the National Football League? Yes. Because he's, he's there. I'm going to his Best house. Best quarterback in Bears history? He said, I'm going to his mansion. And he just wanted to know what all the hate was that oh, he Chicago was actually sports. going there. So He was just confused. He doesn't understand. Because uh, Baby Joe, he never understood. Never understood. He didn't get it. He never understood. Why? Why should glasses cost so much? Why can't you look cool? And save some money. It's not a hard concept. And you know who else believes this? Shady Rays believes this. Woo! Independent Sunglasses Company offers that world-class product just as good as any expensive pair that you have ever put on your face. The durable frames. The extremely clear optics. They have the premium polarized shades at an affordable price. That is perfect. And I mean perfect for your outdoor and as Matt Peck is about to prove to you in a few seconds when he's walking over here looking smooth and cool with the Burks as well, your indoor adventures. But that's not all. Let's say there was glasses on that hat he just threw right there. Oh my God. They would have snapped in half because he throws it so hard against a brick wall. It's a brick wall, yeah, that's real brick. That was a good throw. <laughs> it was, that was an awesome throw. It's Kerr Lawrence. That's <laughs> how so I know that was a good one. Kind of shook him a little bit. But the glasses would have snapped if you threw them against a brick wall. Well, he can send them back in the Shady Rays. They will send him a brand new pair for free. Or if you want to get some frames that you get and you say, I don't like that style, I want to change that style and get your own style, well, then you can do that too as long as you send it back within 30 days. They will send you a brand new pair of the new style of your choice. No risk when you shop. And they always got your back free within 30 days. That's a beautiful thing. Exclusively for the listeners out there, Shady Rays giving away the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code CHGO. 50% off of two plus pairs of premium polarized shades. Try for yourself. Shades that are rated five stars. <laughs> dramatic pause. It was really dramatic, right? Woo. By over 250,000 people because the Shady Rays or the Rays are oh so shady. Oh, so damn shady. Mm-hmm. CSI Miami style. Wow! Do you know what that is, sir? 
No. Okay, just checking. <laughs> you freaked me out with your pause too. I thought I was supposed to do something. I was like, oh God. So even you, when, even you when didn't I asked me what time it was, right. what the hell? Even when I don't talk, I'm freaking Sarah out. <laughs> Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Lewis University, whose students are just like you. They've got full-time jobs. They got a family. They've got their full-time sports fam fandoms, just like Harrison Ford. Uh, go back to school to earn a respected degree at Lewis University, located just 35 miles southwest of Chicago in Romeoville. Lewis University is ranked as one of the U.S. News & World Report's top-tier colleges. Lewis partners with numerous employers for tuition discounts and offers evening courses, online courses, blended scheduling formats so that you can balance your work life, your family life, your Bulls Nation life, and your education. Fam, uh, faculty bring real-world experience and instruction to the classroom, which is immediately relevant to your career. They can offer career support and academic resources for their adult students. If you're looking to complete your bachelor's or master's degree or enroll in a professional certificate program, Lewis has the right program for you. They've got everything from criminal justice and public safety to computer science, data science, cybersecurity, business analytics, finance, MBAs, project management, and much more. So here's what you do. Discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world for you for your family, for those around you. Learn more at lewisu.edu slash you can do this. That's lewisu.edu slash you can do this. Because you can. Uh, all right. But before we dive back into a few more thoughts on the whole Derrick Rose thing, uh, Sarah, I saw we had a super chat. Did we not? Let's knock that out. What do we got? Kenny B with the super chat saying, uh, do you think AK should avoid Miami free agents giving, uh, given their track records of guys like Whiteside, mm. Tyler Johnson, et cetera. I feel like those guys are just scheme fit. Unfortunately well, for AK, he's not going to have any cap space to sign any of this. Right. Stuff, so doesn't have to worry about it. Well, and, and like Miami, I, I, I can't remember if it was from Bobby Marx's thing or somewhere else, but I recently read like yesterday or today, that like if the Heat just like re-sign all these fringe guys and these you know undiscovered and then discovered by Miami undrafted free agents and stuff to keep them back, they're gonna be creeping up on the second apron of the luxury tax. Yeah, which is a daunting thought. But hey, Miami has never seemed to be an organization that is against spending money mm -hmm. to put competitive teams out there. Yeah, must be nice. But no, I, I think he's absolutely right. I've, I've said this for a while, and, and Kendrick Nunn as well. Uh, but I've said this for a while, man. Like, it's it's the system. Like, when you go to Miami, it's different when you get in that system. Um, I'd be leery of anybody coming out of there as a free agent. Now, I'm not saying there aren't some guys I'm sure could go to another team and help that team, but it's something different in Miami, man, how those guys just link. Who's the guy, that the new trash heap guy they pulled off the trash heap? Number 24, I believe his name was. They He was playing well. They would only play him occasionally, though, Highsmith. in the playoffs. Highsmith. Highsmith. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. That dude looked awesome out there, all right? No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. Absolutely not. Like, you don't make the boot. But it's just wild how it works so well for them down there. But I would be completely leery because they don't have a great track record of when those guys leave. You, you can even go to your boy D-Wade. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you they just don't have a great track record of it, man. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know what it is with the Heat culture. It's got to be cheating in some way <laughs> that they just assemble these rosters of bum ass no names and then they turn it like, oh, here we are in the finals. It's, Pat Riley's up to some sneaky shit, and yeah. I don't like it. Don't get Robinson. But bro. yeah, I don't. I don't want the Bulls spending uh, exorbitant amounts of money on those kind of guys. Yeah. But then that kind of goes against what I mostly just want, which is the Bulls to spend exorbitant amount of monies <laughs> to put a better team out there on the floor. Jeez. Um, line he speaking of, I see some people in the comments calling for Fred Van Vliet. I know we talked about him a couple weeks ago. And Will murdered your dreams already. Stop as that. maybe a possibility, and Will's like, yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> well, it's like, if that's going to happen, and the Fred Van Vliet's about to get $30 million a year, rumors are true, you're talking about a sign-in trade that would send probably Lonzo's contract, which means you probably have to attach at least one pick, if not two picks, to get the Raptors to take that on. And then right. also Patrick Williams. And it's like, do you really want to do that? I, uh, eh. I'm just, I'm not at the point with this roster that just missed the playoffs, by the way, that I want to like reinvest and like spend more draft capital to keep running it back. I'm just not there yet. Hey man, you never know. They were three minutes away from going to the finals. Just right. needed to hang three on and beat the heat. Playoffs, baby. Um, so, I mean, speaking of, getting uh better more expensive point guard speaking of lonzo uh that's that's the question to me like is derrick rose really a target for you when you need to solve who your starting point guard is mm. and look not not to say that we're ruling out that it might be kobe white if they sign him to a new contract and i don't think any of us will be surprised if we see the bulls and kobe sign a new deal soon after free agency begins on friday right and he certainly could compete for that job in training camp when they reconvene. Billy Donovan was asked as much and answered, yeah, he could compete for it at Billy's season-ending press conference. But I think most Bulls fans still want this team to address the point guard position. Mm -hmm. They didn't do it in the draft because they didn't have any picks and didn't trade into them. And then second-round pick, you know, forward, undrafted signee, another front court guy. When are you addressing free, uh, uh, point guard? It has to be free agency now or a trade because AK finally admitted Lonzo's not coming back. Mm -hmm. So there's got to be some other solution. I just don't know if Derrick Rose starting point guard <laughs> is the solution. Like at that point, like I guess give me Kobe and give him another shot at that job and see if he does better this time. Yeah, like again, it's hard to gauge it, man. Like in the past two seasons, what did he play, 53 games? In the past two seasons, uh, talking about Derrick Rose. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really hard to gauge uh, what he has left. And, again, like you said earlier, I think he does still have something left in the tank, but it's just hard to gauge it if I'm going to present this argument, you know, about his game and present it logically because I can't lean on anything. Um, but, yeah, like when you talked about is this guy on the radar, is D-Rose on the radar for something like that about a guy to put at that position, for me, it's not like that. Honestly, I can make an argument about basketball-wise. Like, yeah, like he can come in, he can contribute. We he could probably get an opportunity because of just the the clusterfuck that's at the point guard position, you know, for the Bulls. So he can get an opportunity to do those things for sure. But I can't sit here and say with all certainty that yeah, that it's a basketball reason why I'm just signing him. Like, no, I don't right. think that's the case. Like a lot of fans, like he said, it's a championship. 
to bring Derrick Rose home, to do it right, to put a bow on something nobody wanted to see. Like, there were people putting out the video today of him when he got traded to the Knicks and saying how that was like a dark day in their life. Mm-hmm. So sit there and watch Yesterday that was also just the anniversary of him getting drafted. Correct, correct. So the love is real. You know, the love for Derrick Rose is real and it's powerful and it's strong, man. But that can't just be the only reason why you want to bring him back. You know what I mean? Like, there has to be uh, some basketball behind Right. And, and speaking of there needs to be a basketball reason to bring him back, people in the comments making good points. Kenny B saying the Bulls need a pure point who can shoot the ball for this offense. Zoe's absence has made that frustratingly clear. Uh, Andrew McKay saying D. Rose would be a horrible fit with the current core unless they found some uh, rim protection to play beside Vooch. His point of attack defense would kill them. Yeah, so, like, look, D. Rose's defense at this stage of his career, at this age, is certainly nothing you feel great about. And this team's lack of three-point shooting and being the other big thing along with a point guard that needs addressing this offseason and hopefully in free agency. D. Rose, I went back and looked because I thought maybe like he brought his numbers up a bit behind the arc and he did for a couple of years. So when he split the 2021 season between Detroit and New York, he shot nearly 39%, 38.8. That's respectable. It was like on two and a half attempts, something like that. Last season with the Knicks, 21-22, he shot just over 40% mm-hmm. on like three and a half attempts. Yeah. That's awesome. This season and his limited number of games, as you mentioned, Dave, with the Knicks, that fell to just 30.2%. Mm-hmm. And I think that those couple years of good three-point shooting for Derek maybe were an anomaly. He is a career 31.5% three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. He does not address that problem. Bulls fans, many of y'all, were upset when the Bulls actually did add a couple of guys late in the evening on draft night last week because neither of them can shoot. They weren't pleased. Are you going to be happy (laughs) when they bring Derrick Rose here and that's yet another move that this front office makes that does not address this team's three-point shooting issue? (laughs) He's shaking the camera. (laughs) Look at that. She said you shook the camera with your rage and anger. Yeah, when he was doing that, the whole camera's moving. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was a really great but, talk. But, man. like, you see what I'm saying? No, I got you. Like, there, you said there need to be basketball reasons for this move, not just tie a bow on Derrick Rose Chicago yeah. Bull. Yeah. I, like, I do not see a lot of basketball reasons to do this. It's also the lack of roster spots. Like I said, if you're bringing back the top 10 or 11 guys and you want to, like, re- filter in some new guys with the back end of the roster and you're using one of those spots on Derek, then there's two spots left. Yeah. And I just, I don't know how many of the problems that this team has that you can solve if you do that. Yes, they need some veteran mentorship. Mm. Yes, they could use some scoring burst off the bench, but I just don't see those as being the primary areas of need. And maybe that's fine because like, if we're talking about getting to a point of contention for a second round or even like back to the playoffs, I don't know that there's like any obvious move to me that gets you there. It's just going to have to be like them playing better. So maybe it's fine. But um, yeah, I, to me, it's like more of the off the court stuff that that I hesitate with. Right. I understand. Like you like you say, I think your point is valid about him wanting to keep Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose. Yeah. And I want to bring that back because articles will come flying yeah. as soon as he gets here. You know what I mean? Like it's going to happen, especially if he's not playing. Those articles are going to come flying on for the for him to play and for him not to play. Yeah. Like it's going to happen again. And you're right. That could uh, just bring up bad memories and, you know, 
you don't want to go through that again. Just and watching he needs your to legend have the ball in his hand. Like this is another thing I've been thinking about lately, which is like, you know, the the Bulls have <laughs> Zach Levine who really wants the ball in his hands. They have Demar Derozan who really wants the ball in his hands. They have Vooch who really needs the ball in his hands. Like, where are these touches coming from? I just I don't see how you can get more guys who need the ball to be productive and then say this is somehow going to make the offense hum at mm. a hum better. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, shout out to our guy, hey, Chicago Bulls Sedgel, hanging out in the comments. He said, signing Rose to be a starting point guard is worse than using a Logitech controller to operate a submarine. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> Damn. Damn. I'm laughing. Damn. Um, yeah, look at you there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hayes also said, people advocating to sign Rose and say, well, at least it'll bring excitement, are just telling Reinsdorf to go ahead and pull the wool over our eyes. Yeah, I don't want it for that reason, you know. Like I said, like, I'm cool with all the pomp and circumstance of it and what it brings and what it means. I'm cool with all of that. But at the end of the day, I'm, what's the ball? Talk to me about yeah. the ball. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I need to, that's got to happen when he goes out on the floor. You know what I mean? Like, it's got to it's gotta go down that way, man. If there's still a roster spot left open for him after you've done everything and have dressed it and done all that stuff, cool. I'm okay with it, man. Bring him in because he could surprise you. It could happen, and that would drive Bulls fans completely bonkers in a, in a positive way if it does. Uh, before we move on from Derek, I did want to address uh, some other folks in the Bulls content community. Uh, there was a new Bulls Talk podcast uh, that dropped this morning from NBC Sports Chicago with Casey Johnson, our guy Tony Gill. Shout out to them. And, uh, you know, Casey is – you know, covered Derek for large stretches of his career. Um, I know Casey was one of those locally who was reporting about uh, the Bulls and Derek being legitimate suitors for one another two years ago. Mm -hmm. And they talked about that on their episode today. Casey reminded us, like, look, before the Bulls signed Alex Caruso with the mid-level and Derek got that big offer from the Knicks, there was a really good chance that that homecoming was happening two years ago. Mm -hmm. And Tony asked Casey, like, do you, do you see it being plausible to happen now? Um, and I will clarify the case. He said, this is me saying this without making any calls on it. I'm going to make some calls later in the week as we get closer to free agency to check in. Flex. Clarifying there, no aggregation. Um, he said he just doesn't see the fit. He said the Bulls, unless they're doing it for a PR reason, which I would understand, I don't see a basketball fit. Mm -hmm. He said, never say never in this league, but for this summer... I'm not sure I see a fit. Yeah. So, again, another person who agrees, like, the basketball fit doesn't really seem to be there. Yeah. The Bulls doing it for PR reasons reason is there. Yeah. The nostalgia for the fans it's reason there. is there. Correct. Tie a bow on it. Right. The, the basketball fit is not there. Yeah. Um, which, hopefully, this front office can see that. Mm hmm I don't Please. <laughs> I also I agree with what somebody said earlier it's about the distraction Hacks. of it. It's not like Garfax. it's not Garfax. There's just the the short and long term, like the 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 state of the short and long term nature of this franchise is at stake this offseason. If you are gonna re-sign Vooch for three years, you basically are painting yourself even more into the corner of this core to where you kind of have to bring back DeMar next year. Otherwise, like, 
what are, what are you trying to accomplish? Like the goal is to try to be competitive and you're going to let DeMar walk. I'm not really sure how that works. So if you're going to do that, then you're just like in jail with this group. And I don't see I, that to me, that's just like the bigger thing. Like Derek coming back would be a distraction, whatever that could be good. That could be bad depending on how you look at it. He could help a little bit in some ways. He may not help in other ways. It may be nice to have him back and just have that retirement tour. It may be a distraction. But, like, at the end of the day, there's just a lot at stake with this franchise this summer, and a lot could go wrong. And I'm not sure Derek tips scales one way or another, mm. but there's, like, there's some real big questions that need to be solved. And it reminds me of that hilarious quote that AK had at the end of his press conference where he was like, everybody's telling me how much work I have to do. You're writing about how much work I have to do. I realize how much work I have to do. Like, let's get to it this week. Let's let them, like, try to solve the real problems. And it's fun to talk about. There's a couple more days until free agency. Mm -hmm. But I just don't think that's, like, anywhere near the top of the list of priorities, yeah. even for AK. If that's like tell like a, a student telling a teacher, I understand that I, like, need to do some makeup work. I need some extra credit. I'm struggling in the class. Mm -hmm. My grades are slipping. I'm going to crush this next book report. Don't you worry. Mm -hmm. And then that student like sees that they've made a movie out of the book mm -hmm. and copies the junk on the back of the VHS box. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what Derek Rose being the, here's all the work I've done. That would be the equivalent. I, and I'm not here for it. Do you know what a VHS box is? Cause I had a feeling you were going to ask me that mm -hmm. we still own one. And I, I grew up watching all those and we still have all the tapes and nice. whatnot. Yeah. What's your favorite VHS tape? We okay. The Lion King one and a half. Oh, I forgot about Lion King one point five. It's the best one because on the VHS they have all these like bonus like behind the scenes thingies. Yeah. And it's only on the VHS. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, we still have that. Well done. And she had the answer ready, ready to, go. to go. Ready to go. And it was one point five yeah. on top of that. Impressive. I it's saw the best Lion well King. Out. Impressive. There was uh, there was some media event today for the U.S. Women's National Team, mm -hmm. women's uh, soccer, U.S. Women's National Team. Shout out to them. And the, I can't remember which player, but one of the players was asked um, if she if she knew what a CD player was, like like a little disc man. Mm -hmm. And she was like, no, no clue. And people on on Twitter were like, oh my god. And I was like, well, if she's like twenty, then yeah, yeah like she doesn't know goes, what a freaking guys. disc man is. I still grew up with that, where I had to bring CDs on road trips, and then you yeah. have to switch them out and oh, all yeah. that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There was no Spotify. Big sleeves. <laughs> she, so she already hit you with the not even on, my day. No Pandora. So like, like back in my day. <laughs> Spotify, instant music. You had those. Come on. Tape deck adapters. Remember those? Oh, you would put I? into the fucking tape deck do of your I? dashboard. Listen. And then hook up to a disc man. Miss, oh. Missing my car saying that. Oh. Missing my car already saying that. Definitely had that and the CD player with it. I was I was kind of hard with mine, son. Oh, my goodness. Them. Expect nothing less. It's killing them with it. Oh, miss, All you, right. miss you, my Impala. I love you. Let's uh, <laughs> shout out to Dave's Impala. Oh. Let's uh, take our second break. We'll come back and we'll dive into some interesting uh, Vooch stuff that's going on around uh, the league and some interesting things being said here locally as well. Mm. Uh, hit us with a thumbs up if you haven't already. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. Dave, who, does, who do you have up next? Beer. Beer. I love beer. Think everybody up here enjoys it. God, Sarah, I love beer. Lawrence, everybody likes it. Summertime? Yeah, summertime is good. Give me all the beer. All the beers? Sarah, how many beers for you? I like beer. You like beer? I like beer. Okay, you, she's beer. 
All right. I know the goat drinks a beer too. Not a lot of beer. You know I need mean? three. You know what I mean? Depending <laughs> on how free it is. Goat's body is a temple. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Gotta be right. Gotta be right now. You know what I mean? He, but he does indulge occasionally. And when he does, it's the Goose Island Beer Company is who he's rocking with, y'all. And y'all should too. Because they have a wide array of tasty beverages. The Goose Island IPA, six-time medal winner at the Great American Beer Fest. The Tropical Beer Hug, a.k.a. the Herb Lawrence. 9.9% mm. alcohol. Whew. Dangerously easy to drink. 312 Wheat Ale, that is the classic. And of course, the favorite up here, the Full Pocket Pilsner. The Full Pocket Pils. You know we're out now, like for real, for real? Like for real, for real, for yeah. real? I checked dry storage. There are no cases of uh, pocket pills left. Well, it's, it's what happens when you're the favorite. Hey, Goose. Come on. Come on by. Come on back. We're going to need a fresh dose. We're going to need fresh stack. Fresh stack <laughs> of the full pocket pills. It's, it's amazing. We love it. Can't it's be incredible. drinking those 10% tall boys at yeah. work. <laughs> Just can't do it. Can't do the Herb Lawrence's all the time. No. You know what I'm saying? We can't roll like that all the time. But, yes, they're delicious. It's what the brewers are drinking and what people like us drink that the brewers are making are also drinking. Yeah, figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> Grab yourself that Ultra Fresh Goose Island Original Brew House beer on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park. I broke wheel. Or from their tap room on Fulton Street in West Town. The Goose Island Beer Company, y'all. The true taste of Chicago. It's Chicago's beer. Hey, two times. Double honk. <laughs> Double honk now, this yeah. time. <laughs> uh, we share a brain. Uh, today's show also brought to you by our friends at ComEd, whose energy efficiency program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower those energy bills now and into the future. Comet offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. Comet also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, and industrial processes. You're probably wondering how this works, Will. I am wondering. Can you enlighten me? <laughs> I'd be happy to. <laughs> Uh, Lawrence, an authorized engineer works with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and your needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. <laughs> Within three to four weeks, customers receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects they can start working on right away. Deleted. <laughs> Each recommendation includes estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback plans. If you own a business, one, kudos. That ain't easy. Two, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free, that's right, free facility assessment, go to comhead.com slash powering biz. Mm -hmm. Hang on. Mm. Was that <laughs> comhead.com slash powering biz? That's right, Will. You can see it on the screen there as well. Comhead.com slash Powering Biz, B-I-Z Biz. Schedule your appointment today. Mm. Uh, all right, guys. Interesting things going on in the NBA rumor mill, uh, some of which Vooch has been kind of tied to, and then some of which you can tie Vooch to through context clues. Uh, let's start with Mark Stein, whose substack this morning said that the Spurs, according to league sources, are another Texas team that would have had interest in 
Nas Reed, who just signed that extension with Minnesota, had he made it to free agency, with San Antonio known to be searching for a proven center who could ease the front court burden that it placed on prize rookie Victor Weminyama mm. in his first NBA season. Similarly, Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports today said, now the Spurs have to turn to other targets, talking once again about Nas Reed. Mm. Perhaps someone like Pelican center Jonas Valanciunas the Pelicans, sources said, have since made Valanciunas available in search of a more mobile, rim-protecting big man. On top of that, the episode of Hoop Collective today with Windhorse and Bontemps and McMahon mentioned the Spurs being a possible fit for Vooch. Now, why would they do that? Maybe looking for an upgrade for Zach Collins at that starting center position, Bontemps also mentioned the Memphis Grizzlies as a potential destination for Vooch, mm -hmm. who could play alongside J uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. True. and might provide insurance for the injured Stephen Adams. Very true. All of that makes sense. Yeah. We've been kind of wondering what the market for Vooch might be mm -hmm. if no extension is reached by Friday and he does hit unrestricted free agency. There are now a couple of teams that could theoretically make sense. Yeah, and those are winning teams, like step one. Like Memphis, oh my God, you saw what they were missing in the playoffs. I mean, mm -hmm. outside of Jaws' injury, they definitely were missing Steven Adams and what he did in, in the paint. Matter of fact, the game they won was because Tillman went crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I remember that game. He went insane. Um, but, yeah, they he could definitely help out. You see where he fits immediately on a team like that and could probably help in that culture as well. Like, yeah, I see Memphis as a good – that's a pretty good solid fit for him. Depends on the money, though, Will. What's the money will be like? I'm not sure what Memphis has to offer. Um, I can look that up now. But I think the Spurs are an interesting one. I mean, like you said, Matt, Valanchunas has been linked to them. Um, and I've kind of been thinking about Vooch as a Spurs or the Spurs as a Vooch destination a little bit too, because they don't want to play Wemby at the five all year. They want to manage his minutes. They want to make sure that he's not overburdened right. guarding Embiid and Jokic and Oof. Aiton and Kat and all these guys every night. It's not fun. Um, I think they want to let him roam around a little bit, protect the rim and just like not take on such a physical burden. So I like him there a lot, but of course they've got all the cap space in the world, so he could just walk right into that space. I also really like Zach Collins, so maybe there's like a sign and trade to be worked out, and and the Bulls could bring in a younger center who can maybe shoot it, and you know just at least be cheaper and younger. Um, obviously the production would go down, but I, I think Vooch to the Spurs does make a lot of sense, and of course they're one of one of the teams that has space. And now if you're talking about the teams that have space. The Spurs, after drafting Women Yama, mm -hmm. probably vault to the top of that list for one of the, uh, you know, cap space free agents like Mooch. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, Knowledge Untamed in the comments said the Spurs got uh, Jakob Pato, whatever, a good center. <laughs> they wouldn't trade with us. Um, I believe you're referring to Jakob Pertle, who is actually now a Toronto Raptor and not a San Antonio Spur. Thanks for chiming into the conversation. You might want to tame uh, that knowledge. Oh, knowledge untamed. God. <laughs> oh, I love that comment. Oh, my Lord. Hot or whatever? <laughs> Forget that. Do you love what he just did? I couldn't help myself. Did you love what he just did? Someone named Knowledge Untamed oh. doesn't know what team Jakob Pertl plays for? <laughs> or his name? That knowledge. Oh, God. What, am I going to not call that out? He was so proud of it. I don't <laughs> suffer fools, Dave. <laughs> 
Never have, never will. Oh, man. That was, oh, God. Uh, God. I mean, the question is, like, could any of these teams, whether it's hypothetically being tied to the Spurs looking for a different big man to help Wemby uh, along now that they missed out on Nas Reed, whether it's the Grizzlies looking to supplement their front court, do we think these teams could outbid the Bulls and actually pry Vooch away if that extension does not get done by Friday? I mean, yes. I mean, anything's possible, for sure. Um, money is, is key. Like I said, I talked yeah. about comfort, you know what I'm saying, with him and how important that is for him. But we'll have to weigh the options of comfort if you're giving me $8 million more. Dollars, you know what I mean? Like, we'll see what it is there. And we'll talk about all those discounts or whatever that's been given to him. If you're offering me $8 million more to go play with the number one draft pick, which could probably raise my profile at the same time. Yeah. That'd be interesting. But I, I wanted to ask you, like, who do you th- – I, I don't know the type of center that would play with Wimbenyama. Like, what type of game would actually fit his game? Would Vooch's game fit his? I think so. I think he might be, like, the perfect front court partner. Okay. Because he can do a little bit of everything. He can also, like – part of the reason why I think Vooch has struggled – to acclimate to Chicago is the fact that he has not been sort of the focal point of the offense. I think he could really be that. I mean, the Spurs don't have a real commanding point guard. Mm -hmm. Uh, Vassell and Keldon Johnson are kind of like primary ball handlers on this team. Trey Jones obviously is their starting point guard, but not the most high upside guy. And so you put the ball in his hands a little bit more. You maybe improve his value, allowing him to improve his production and you just take the burden away from some of your younger guys. I think that could be a perfect fit. Also, he's proven he can be a very good defensive center. He's proven he can shoot the ball enough. He can score in the paint. He's a very good passer. Like, you can run offense through him. I just I think that would be kind of the perfect fit. Mm. Um, somebody in the comments, Orlando just said, uh, if it is Vooch to the Spurs, Bulls probably try a sign-in trade to at least get a trade exception. That's the other thing I wanted to quickly touch on and whether or not you guys think it's feasible and something you'd be open to. I I think nobody left is still saying, even if they have been Vooch haters since the day he got here, just let Vooch walk. Because hopefully now everyone understands just how dumb that would be. (laughs) We realize that if you want to shake things up from this Bulls big three as it's currently constructed, Mm -hmm. trying a sign and trade for Vooch instead of keeping him around, would you guys be open to that instead of just... Well, all right, if we're just determined to keep Vooch here, we'll keep Vooch here and hope the contract isn't terrible. Mm-hmm. Would you prefer that they pursue a possible sign and trade if one of these teams does want Vooch? Oh, that's – okay, that's a different question. Um, it's a different question. Would I, would I prefer it? I have to see the deal before I can answer that properly uh, as far as trading Vooch. Um, I think that's it for me. I, I would just have to see – what it is. Yeah, I'd be okay with it. I'm not against a signing trade for Vooch if it's improving the Bulls and giving them something that they desperately need. Yeah, absolutely. Is this going to make us better? Are we going to be an awesome team, better team now? Okay, great. Yeah, cool. Sign them, trade them, have a wonderful day. That's cool with me. But I'll, I have to see it first before I can say if I prefer it or not. I think that that's how I roll. Um, well, for one, if we're talking about the Spurs they don't need to pull off a sign and trade. He can just sign there as a cap space free agent. So I think that's really what you have to worry about if you're the Bulls is losing him for nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, it does probably open up the full mid-level exception, which they may otherwise not use. But 
if it's the Grizzlies or, you know, one of these other teams that already is over the cap and the Grizzlies are, um, then you're looking at a sign and trade. And to me, like, at a certain point, we're either looking at the Bulls trying to run this same core back for the next, not just year, but like two, three years, or you try to make some moves at some point. Mm. And so if there's a sign and trade out option out there that gets you younger, that gets you an asset back, that allows you a little bit more cap flexibility, and also, you know, just takes you out of this corner that you're painted into, I think you really do have to to consider it pretty carefully. Um, I wouldn't want to just like let Vooch go. I wouldn't want to salary dump him or anything like that. But if they don't come up with the contract extension by Friday at 5 p.m., mm-hmm. then you're looking at that possibility. Yeah. So I think at that point, it's like whatever you can get. When do you start your, well, I know you worry all the time, but when do you go into like free agent panic about Vooch? Well, I think the thing is like, it's, I think it's, pretty likely that he comes back i think that's just like between the fact that the bulls can pay him between the fact that he you know he has a job here as a starting center his family's here he probably is at least a little bit averse to like moving again and finding a new home um i think all indications point towards him returning if he doesn't come to if they don't come to an extension i think you obviously like start to get a little bit more worried Mm -hmm. but that's, I just think that's like the reality that you're facing by not coming up with the extension before, by not trading him at the last deadline, you are putting yourself at this kind of risk. And AK said they're working on it. Maybe they come to something, maybe they don't. Mm-hmm. But like, that's where they are now. They, if they don't get to something by Friday, they could lose him for nothing. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, that just speaks to the situation that the Bulls have put themselves in. Mm-hmm. Um, for what it's worth... Uh, another part of that conversation had between Casey Johnson and Tony Gill on the Bulls Talk Pod this morning. Mm-hmm. Casey agrees with you. He thinks that regardless of whatever this national talk around teams looking for big men and maybe Vooch actually getting lured away uh, it is possible. Casey said as much on that Bulls Talk episode this morning, saying, quote, my guess, they find a compromise and it's a three-year deal. But that's not the only scenario they've discussed. Mm -hmm. If it's a three-year deal, who gets the third-year option, player option or team option? Maybe they figure out a money situation where it's just straight three years guaranteed. If that's the case, you'll probably see that annual number come down a little bit. We'll see when it gets done, but I think it's a matter of when, Mm. not if. Mm. And that is Casey Johnson uh, via the Bulls Talk podcast. So that's kind of where we've been anchored this whole time when wondering what's going to happen with Vooch. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe a two-year deal, maybe a three-year deal, maybe there's an option on it, and somewhere in that $20 million annual range, or if it's fully guaranteed, as Casey said there, maybe that average annual salary comes down a little bit, which I think Bulls fans would prefer. Yeah. I think ideally Bulls fans would prefer a team option sure. if there's a third year on this and not a fully guaranteed third year. Mm-hmm. Um, but when not if is the latest on what's happening with Vooch and yeah. the when is a new contract with the Bulls. And I think my gut, I don't want to speak for your, your guts, but my gut kind of tells me that's My gut speaks case. for itself. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> that's going to be the saying. case. Yeah, that he'll be resigning. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think, I mean, that's what I've been saying too for the last couple of weeks is like the mm-hmm. negotiations are almost certainly like 
two plus one, who gets the plus one? Right. Is it Vooch? Is it the team? Mm. And I think just a straight up third year guarantee is probably the most likely because that, I mean, player option and third year guarantee are basically the same thing. Um, Vooch is probably going to pick that up. Mm. But again, it's like, even if we disagree that the Bulls should run it back next year, even if we disagree, but that's what's going to happen. To me, like, the more concerning thing is what happens in two years and three years. Mm -hmm. And if you're signing Vooch with a three-year contract, you got to be prepared to live that reality mm. beyond just next year. Right. Um, does that mean re-signing DeMar to a bigger number? Does that mean – I mean, I don't know. I just think, like, Kobe's getting more expensive. Patrick's getting more expensive. Lonzo's still on your books. You got to re-sign Caruso in a couple years. Mm -hmm. You've got Zach who's going up every year. Now you're going to bring DeMar and Vooch back for more money. It's like, mm -hmm. how do you get better and still mm -hmm. bring everybody back? And if not, like, why are we spending this much money to compete for the eighth seed or not even? So to me, I think... God, like, you sounded like Michael Reinsdorf just now. It's, it's, <laughs> it's more than just like, should we bring back Vooch on $20 million this year? Like, yeah. we got to be thinking about the longer, you know, immediate. Especially with the, uh, you know, the, the CBA changes that are going into effect next season. And the fact that you saw on draft night and will probably continue to see. And we saw with the, you know, the, the Collins trade, how much teams are already trying to prepare for that. Yep. Mm -hmm. and, and the situation the Bulls are in right now is, is not great. Uh, with that regard. Super chat? Super chats. We got a couple and then we'll get out of here. Uh, Just Joe threw us a super chat saying, would you guys do Collins and McDermott for Vooch? Who's Collins? Uh, Zach, Zach Collins. Collins. Zach Collins? Big okay. man for Thank the Spurs. You. And Doug Collins back Dougie McBuckets. I was thinking John. When I saw it, I was like, John. Right. No. Well, because <laughs> he did about? just finally get traded. And I was like, McDermott don't play for him. Uh, yeah. So yeah. That would be Zach, Zach Collins. Collins and McDermott in a sign and trade deal for Vooch. Hell no. No? Hell no. All I mean, right. if Vooch is going to walk and that's the alternative. Oh, and that's all I can get. Oh, my right. God. I saw somebody else <laughs> in the comments oh, yes. earlier said, this first do kind of owe us a lopsided sign-and-trade, oh, you know, because the of the DeMar like, deal. It's like, not like sign-and-trade does not just mean like, oh, let's like turn this into the best pot. It's like, where does Vooch want to go? And the Bulls have to play ball. Yeah. They're not going to get a ton back for him. So I still don't have to like it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. sure. But that like does that replace trade. your center spot and it does give you shooting. I don't hate it. Obviously, it's not like the greatest scenario in the world, but yeah. Uh, Shy Northside with a super chat saying, "Question: Last time I checked, Bulls first in attendance, sixteenth in spending. Is Acme are Acme's options limited by an owner not willing to go top five in spending? Well, we talked about that on our show last Friday when AK was asked, "Are you willing, and are your bosses, AK ownership, willing to go into a tax to make the moves you want to make this summer?" AK said yes. So there's that answer. As far as the Bulls' attendance versus money being spent, I don't want to talk about that right now. <laughs> I really would not like to talk about that ever again. You're not wrong, and I appreciate the Super Chat, but we're out of time, and that rabbit hole is for another time. Thank you. And still uh, through a hat. <laughs> That's it. We are out of time. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Dave and I will be back tomorrow. We'll uh, have a couple of fun guests with us. You... Uh, absorb a lot of bulls content you probably know them so that'll be fun we'll give will the day off and then thursday will and mark will have an hq for you and then friday will be our live uh free agency show right as free agency is getting underway 5 p.m central time lawrence is hyped for it 
y'all get hyped for it too. So that's the map for the rest of the week. Uh, stick around. We got plenty of baseball action here on the CSGO Sports YouTube channel tonight. Cubs and White Sox. Tune in for them as well. Check out also and shout out to our CSGO Blackhawks crew doing an awesome job down in Nashville right now, covering the draft, getting excited for it. They were with Connor Bedard in the flesh earlier yes. today. Yes, they were. The man. The, man. the myth, the legend. Connor Bedard, soon to be Chicago Blackhawk number one overall pick. Mario, Greg, Jay, uh, our producer Steven, our social media coordinator Casey, all down in Nashville right now, vibing with fellow Blackhawks fans, making that content. Check out CHO Blackhawks. Along with PHNX. And they're there, and they're there too. PHNX and DMVR and their hockey crews are there as well. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you for tuning in. Hit that thumbs up on your way out if you haven't already. And make sure you are subscribed to the CHO Sports YouTube channel. Untamed knowledge, nothing but love, just jokes. Appreciate you tuning in. We'll talk to you next time. Will underscore Gottlieb, Big Dave, Bow, BWL Sports on Bulls underscore Peck. Thanks and a shout out to our friend and our producer, Sarah, doing a great job as always. And Lawrence over there, hard at work. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bulls Nation. See you, Red. Be good. Stay inside, Chicago. Stay inside. Stay